Welcome back to Business Breakfast and Bedhead. I actually do these live calls on Instagram. I would love for you to come and hang out with me at them. So if you don't already follow me at Don Bradley, D-A-W-N-B-R-A-D-L-E-Y, should have made a song about that. Go follow me there because then you can take part in these live calls and can actually chat with me. But if you can't make them, no sweat. Now they're going to be here. So welcome to Business Breakfast and Bedhead. Buckle up, friend, and let's dive in. I overthink, I overshare, and I overanalyze. So come explore with me as I chat about business, life, and relationships all through the lens of an anxious creative. Good morning. If you've ever struggled with talking to your clients about pricing, this is the live for you. I've obviously got a beautiful guest with me, <laughs> Ashley, and um, I'll introduce you guys to her really quick. But good morning and welcome to Business Breakfast and Bedhead. We're going to get into the uncomfortable, I have a plant attacking me, the uncomfortable conversation about um, pricing, about how to talk to your clients about your price increase, how to actually have the conversation that your prices are going up, and how to deal with pushback when clients actually kind of say things to you. So go ahead and put your name where you're tuning in from in the comments, get to know each other. And I want to remind you guys, I don't want to be talking. I don't want to be someone talking at you on a screen, which I'm not alone this time, which is so (laughs) nice. I'm not just in my office by myself, but I have someone here with me, but I want to talk with you. So if you can participate this morning, go ahead and put your name where you're tuning in from. And if you're an RYB student, put RYB. If you're a future RYB or put future RYB, um, and just let's just get ready for a really fun morning because one, I have someone with me doing business breakfast in bedhead, and we're gonna get into pricing, talking to your clients about pricing. This is her. This is Ashley's first time on my live, and I haven't prepared. She's she's been on the other side where you guys are, <laughs> and I haven't prepared her much for this. So I told her this At is a, a metaphoric <laughs> cold plunge for her this morning. We got Melissa from Houston, Amy from Wisconsin, Angie from Montana, an RYB alumni. We got, is it Hoy? Am I saying that right? Uh, or, or is that just hi? Okay, Latrice, sorry, from Ga- Ghana, Guyana. I'm saying that, yeah. Is that how you say it? Guyana? Yeah. Trisha from Philadelphia, Judy from Hope Mills, North Carolina. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> I have my American here to help me. <laughs> Deezy from San Jose. I love it. Cindy, Cindy. Okay. So Ashley, first of all, before we get into like the uncomfortable conversations about raising prices, can yeah. you tell everyone where you're from, who you are, where you're from and why you're here? Oh, okay. <laughs> my on the spot. On the spot. Um, my name is Ashley. I, uh, I live near Aspen, Colorado. Um, from Seattle originally. Um, and why am I here? I'm working uh, one-on-one with Dom yesterday and today. How fun is that? We spent all day yesterday. We had never... You... How did you find me? Okay. I Googled ADHD hairstylist coach because uh, I knew I wanted to start working with like a coach of like some kind of life or business coach. Um, I was taking a break from traditional therapy and I knew I wanted somebody that was familiar with our industry and was familiar with how my crazy ADHD brain works. And so I Googled her and then we found out that we're like basically the same person. We've like lived the same life. Yeah. It's <laughs> wild. Super wild. And I didn't know that when you di- when you dialed, oh my God, <laughs> do, 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 do. When you put, when you punched in into the internet, uh, ADHD hairstylist, I come up. Yeah. Wild. Somebody's doing good on your SEO. Oh, that's me. Because <laughs> I'm a one-man show, basically, except yeah. for hey, Lauren Pryor in the comments. She's yeah. in Denver. Oh, nice. Yeah, from Calgary, and I work with her. Oh, perfect. Um, okay, so 
Put a one in the chat if you've ever felt uncomfortable about raising your prices with your clients. And this is something that Ashley and I are going to be working together today on, right? Yeah. Which is an uncomfortable thing. A lot of times it's like, you know, you, you need to rate, well, one, okay, what did it, what was the question I just asked? If you need to raise your prices? Is that what it yeah, is? Yeah, having the conversation. Oh yeah. And then two, are you an educator for estheticians as well? Sarah Glow? Yes. I have coached any, like all service providers, which is pretty cool. Okay. So one, 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 and now put a two in the chat if you feared how your clients will respond to your price increase. <laughs> I like watching your face to that one. <laughs> or you might fear how other people around you might think about like, who does she think she is? Who do they think they are? They must think that, 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 that. Because really, I think that's the real anxiety. Yeah. And so... I want to just have like a real raw, honest and vulnerable conversation. But before I get into that, and I'm not going to force Ashley one, <laughs> if I ask you anything that you don't want to answer, oh, yeah. you can just say pass. Oh. Uh, Cause she's not, I like do, I ad lib this and we haven't prepared and I yeah. don't want to put you on the spot no, live no, on the internet. Also, you guys are missing a really pretty sunrise right now. It is really, really pretty. Um, wow. It looks like your tie dye sweatshirts in a good way. Yeah. Oh, it does look like the tie dye sweatshirts. You guys are missing out. See, <laughs> y'all need to come here for a one-on-one. -on -one. Exactly. Um, so yeah, it's we're more fearful around the uncomfortable conversation. And this is what I've learned and what I want to share with you guys. It's because kind of what we were talking about yesterday on the live, and if you missed it, it's saved on my Instagram and it'll be on the podcast in a couple of days, is it's less about the unpredictability of what someone might say back. And it's more them saying something that confirms our fear of our low self-worth. Yeah. Right? Like if they push back and tell me I'm not worth it, maybe they're right. If they push back and I don't know how to defend it or like back it up or justify it, maybe they're right. And so the fear isn't... Sorry. It's, no, it's I'm not you. you it's not plant. you. Here we go. <laughs> I've got this plant right here and it's, his name is George and he really likes to touch me. Yeah. It happens a lot. Um, I think plants, sometimes you, are you ever like, I think that plant's trying to talk to me? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good morning. So honestly, I think the the fear around someone pushing back, because now as I've developed my self-worth, my self-respect, my self-value, when someone pushes back, I don't care. And so we only feel insecure or worried about things that we're insecure about. And so I always use the example, like if I told you that you were really bad at, uh, or like you were trying to charge me for... I'm trying to think of something super random, like making a Subway sandwich. Yeah. I don't know. Great. You wouldn't be offended if I said you sucked at it, would no. you? Right? Because you're not insecure or worried about being good at it. Yeah. And so it's only when there's insecurity present in you that someone's pushback means anything to you. And so you have to find, how can I find security and confidence in my pricing so that when a client challenges it, when a client says like, whoa, that's really expensive, or you're too expensive, you can see the fact that they're, they're not saying you're too expensive, although those are their words. They're saying, I don't prioritize my money that way. But let's talk about, let's talk about the fact that besides your client saying it, those of you guys at booth rent or in salon suite situations, how many of you guys fear your colleagues or your friends saying something about you? 
Do you have that situation? Uh, I have, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Or have you ever experienced someone saying, like, woo, I've even had, like, people that are, aren't my clients that are, like, friends and family be like, are you sure you can charge that much? And so I want to hear from you guys this morning. What are some of the anxieties and fears around raising your prices, talking about prices? What are some of the things that come up that, that are holding you back? What are some of the excuses? What are some of the fears? And what are, and like, they're legit and, and then we can move through them. So can, are you willing to talk about this? Sure. Are you undercharging currently? Can you guys hear us okay? Um, Probably. Probably. Okay. (laughs) So step one, we need to get her through the RYB calculator, (laughs) which we're going to be doing today because if you don't know if you're undercharging, so do you know how much money you profit on each service? No. No. So this, I love, this is my favorite thing because if I used to, I've been lazy about my numbers for the last, you know, year, year and a half. Yeah. And that happens. (laughs) I mean, I feel like life happens. Yeah. And sometimes things, sometimes we got to let things slide. Totally. The best is when they pay $600 or more for a syringe of filler and they don't bat an eye yet with their hair, they complain. Okay. So I love that you brought this up because this is where it's just depends. Like we can't, we can't, um, be offended by how people choose to spend their money. Right. And so people will say, people only pay you what you charge them and people only respect you as much as you respect yourself. And so it's hard to hear that, but we generally teach people how to treat us. And so, and our industry teaches people how to treat us. And so I've had people come to me and pay $600 for a color where they were paying 200 before, but because my experience that they got with me was different, how I conducted myself was different, how the journey I took them through to them understanding the price and the service and the experience and the hair color they were going to get was different than what they were getting before. And so I do, while that I know can irk us and can drive us absolutely batshit crazy, it's an invitation to educate our clients on our point of difference, which those of you guys that are in Rocket Business that were on our call yesterday, learning how to communicate a point of difference of why, if your prices are significantly higher than the average hairstylist in your area or other hairstylists that this client has gone and seen, or they've like been like, I would never pay, you know, they'll pay $600 for a syringe of filler, but they won't, they'll only pay under $200 for their color. It's an opportunity to educate the person on why it is worth it or why it could be worth it. But at the end of the day, point case in point, I really love my townhouse that I live in. And I think it's beautiful. You're here. It is. I, dr- I can vouch. She, she can vouch. <laughs> yeah. It's beautiful. I put a, I've, I've spent a lot of money on buying this townhouse. I have no problem spending that money on my townhouse because I love it. I've got a rooftop patio. I've got a, did you see the dumb waiter? I've let no, I did. I thought I saw the little machine and I was like, what is that? Have a elevate food elevator. Like I love my home, but I could give a shit about the car I drive. So I moved to Spokane, Washington and I'm rebuilding my clientele from 14 years behind the chair in California for 14 years. I went to commission salon to help rebuild in a different state. You need to meet my, my best friend lives in Spokane and she's a hairstylist too. She has a very similar story. There you go. <laughs> so I'm, I'm using this example as like, I will spend money on my home but I will not spend money on a car because I don't care about cars and my car, my, I drive a 2008 Volkswagen Golf and it runs great. And so am I saying that my, that a new car is not worth it? No, but I don't value putting money into a car. And so what salon's your friend at? She's not at one right now. Oh. <laughs> um, I'm going to screenshot your handle and then yeah. Ashley's going to DM you. Yeah. 
Um, I charge more for a haircut than I ever thought I would charge in my career. I live in a small town. It's taking me a while to build clientele and I always worry, but I love it so much. I, I don't want to let worry make me give up. I love that. And so realizing like when someone says like, I couldn't pay, like one, if someone says you're too expensive and they use those words, usually what they mean is I don't value or prioritize my money that way. And that's okay. Like getting our hair done, if those of you guys are hairstylists or, or services in general, generally aren't necessity to staying alive. And so people get to pick and choose how they spend their money. And it's okay if they don't choose hair or insert your service to spend their money on. Does it suck to be on the receiving end when you know that they're like spending money on something else and they're like not wanting to spend it with you? Sure, but how do you build your confidence to go, like if they're like, well, wow, I don't know if I can spend that much. Okay, well, we can come up with another plan, but I won't be able to get you where you wanna go today. If you wanna get that end result today, it's gonna cost X dollars. Or if this is the service you want, it's gonna cost X dollars. If that's not within your current budget for this service, and just like reiterating it to them that way, then we can come up with another plan. And just staying really confident and secure in your prices rather than feeling like you need to bend over backwards. Mm -hmm. um, does that make sense? Totally. Yeah. <clears throat> Kelly says, I just bailed on a night out because it's not what I wanna spend my money on. Absolutely. So people choosing not to spend money on your service but choosing it on something else, we need to stop as an industry being offended by that. And we need to learn to understand how can I speak confidently and yesterday I was talking about confidence is born out of courage and vulnerability, which can we give props to Ashley for coming on my live this morning? <laughs> I didn't, I, I literally was like, I gotta be authentic. So I'm not going to touch this bedhead situation. Yeah. We met in the hallway this morning, it. both of us like, <laughs> good morning. Um, hi Carlene. I'm super happy. My prices in marketing repel cl certain clients and people and bring in the white ones, right? Right ones. <laughs> oh my gosh. That was a big, yeah, I love that, Carlene. I get judged on running my bridal boutique from my home as it's an ordinary house. I am a luxury service, so it's hard for people to understand why my prices are higher than other shops in my area. Yeah, and I think Carolyn, Caroline, I'm not sure um, if I, which which way you pronounce your name, but I, like, I worked from my basement for a year when I first moved to Calgary, and I charged the same prices as a downtown salon because I knew the service people were getting from me was high-end, and I was self-conscious about the space I was working out of, but I knew what people were getting was good. We're the best. Oh, thanks. Um, I choose everything I spend on. I choose everything I spend on. I'm very frugal. I Do I want this more than that? Yeah, mm. absolutely. And so I really want you guys to consider you're only offended by someone saying you're too expensive. You're only offended by someone saying that's too much when you're insecure already about your prices, when you're not confident. And so how can you, yeah, those aren't your people and that's okay. And that's the thing is like, I love what Carlene said because that's exactly true. Is like when you get really clear on your marketing, your communication with client, with new clients, and in my policy pathway program, I break it down of how to speak to new clients so they understand, as well as how to get people on the right page so they know what you're about before they even book in with you, and they're okay with your prices before they even book in, and you repel the wrong ones. But what I will say, I'm going on three different tangents in this one sentence, is the more you become for the right people, the wrong people get louder. And the, it's not always, we need to be more encouraging of each other because wrong people will tell you how shitty it is or how you're charging too much. And you need to recognize that as that's not my ideal client. And those of you guys mm -hmm. that are in rock your business know this whole, it's not my ideal client and being okay. But those of us with ADHD and rejection sensitivity, we feel it in our core and we just want people to like us. Mm -hmm. 
So, what's the conclusion? Do you have an answer? I'm blanking right now. I have yeah. a thought like a second ago. And it, let me keep talking and I'll come back. <laughs> and I mean, I asked her because I didn't know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what, do you, what was the last thing you I said? I said, what is the solution to being sensitive to people's rejection? Even if we know they're not the right client mm-hmm. for us. Mm-hmm. Oh, my dogs are going wild upstairs. Even if we know they're not the right client for us, the rejection still stings. Yeah. So um, for me, I go in, in a minute when, when I have an RSD moment, mm-hmm. <laughs> I go into like fight or flight almost like my whole body goes, yeah. and I'm like, love me. Yeah. And I can't, my brain goes blank and I'm like, I can't even, I feel like I'm totally lost at sea for a second. Yeah. So what helps me with that is like taking a deep breath, mm-hmm. really like literally taking a deep breath, like activating my vagus nerve, right? Like mm-hmm. getting calm again. And then, then I can usually engaged yeah and do you think developing and working on self-worth yeah will help because i'm i'm realizing like i've dove deep diving dove (laughs) i'm not an english person (laughs) uh i always say english isn't my first language but it's my my only language um i really have spent the last year and a half two years Working on my self-worth yeah. and self-respect. And it's been a game changer for my ADHD symptoms. Mm-hmm. Because rejection sensitivity, I still, like, fear... I mean, I think, like, anyone fears rejection. Um, rejection's hard to receive. It's it's hard not to take it personally as, like, a personal thing. But, like, learning, like, my intrinsic worth in this world is not set by anyone else. And that, like, it can't be taken away or given to me. It's just there. And, like, really, really sitting in that. Oh, ADHD sisters. I love it. Um, And learning to be, like, if I'm too much or not enough for someone else, that's okay. They can go because I've spent too much of my life with the wrong people in the wrong places trying to fit and mold myself into what I think I need to become in order to be accepted, loved, and embraced. And I became a shell of who I was. And I didn't get to live authentically. And I mean, I think why you guys all come here and why you're connected here with me is because I show up real, raw, honest, and vulnerable. And can you imagine if I was still trying to play a certain part thinking I would get more accepted by the other version of myself? Are you sober? I, current, at this moment. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Currently, yes. Yes, currently, yes. (laughs) I don't, I don't drink a lot, Brianna. I don't, I don't enjoy drinking a lot, but I will occasionally have a drink. Um, yeah, I can't help but take it personally. I know what my overhead is and my value proposition is to accept less. It, and what my value proposition is to accept less. I love that, Carlene. You guys, like, Carlene's freaking bomb.com when it comes to this and those of you guys in Rock Your Business that use the metric that, metrics that matter, those of you guys that don't know your overhead or what your margins are. It doesn't have to be this big, scary thing because I hate business stuff like that too. And that's why I've broken it down into a really simple calculator. And Ashley and I are going to be going through it today together um, because ADHD people do better in person and, um, and, and walking through it. But it's like all the heavy lifting has been done for you. So those of you guys are like interested in becoming better business owners without having to become super businessy and so that you can like spend more time on the parts of your business and why you went into business for yourself. Um, Spend more time. Wow. I totally had like a brain fart there, but you can spend more time doing the parts of your business that you love and the parts that you don't, you can still have control over and be like responsible in. I highly suggest considering joining rocker business next round. You can get on the wait list at 
dawnbradley.com slash waitlist. Um, we're going to be opening it up, I believe, March 17th again. Um, it's a game changer of a program, especially for those of you guys with ADHD or low self-esteem, low self-worth. You want more confidence. You want to be able to easily bring in more revenue without becoming a slimy, sleazy salesperson. Uh, i sorry I meant that kindly. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I, no, no, no. Brianna, I did not take know that I did not take offense to that. I knew what you were asking. And then I was making a joke about being sober this morning. I'm sober nine years, but ADHD is a common dual diagnosis. Mm -hmm. Uh, Meaning I get, I get the becoming a shell of a person. Oh my God, you're telling my story. I'm taking a screenshot of it. That's so sweet. Kelly, I've done so much work on really reminding myself that how other people spend their money is none of my business. Mm -hmm. RYB is worth every penny. Thank you, Danielle. Um, what do you say to a person you go up to and give your business card and they ask what you charge and they say, wow, that's expensive. Um, I'm going to put Ashley on the spot oh and gosh. see. No. Okay. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm not. Okay. I told her before you can say pass. Anytime. <laughs> so what I would say currently, because I have, so I don't work full time behind the chair anymore, but I do have a few clients that I still see. And if I was going up to someone and they said, what do you charge? And they said, wow, that's expensive. I say, if you're interested in hearing why my, how my experience is different than most places, I'd be happy to share it with you. Yeah. Um, but honestly, the wow, that's expensive. When, when someone leads with like, what are your prices? I rarely engage with that. I say, I do, business, I do my services a lot different and my prices reflect a much different pricing structure than most. Um, I'm happy to be educate you on how my experience is different and then share my prices with you. But if people immediately just want to know price, um, I usually would go into like, I do things different than most. And that's what I teach inside of the policy pathway and inside of Rock Your Business is how to break down and how to really get people understanding that the way you do things is different. Hi, Janine. And how you do things is different and how you how they're going to experience it. And like, for me, I started attracting clients that didn't feel like they were heard by other hairstylists Mm. and my consultations were 30 minutes and they were paid and people had never, I never got any pushback from a single person who paid me a hundred dollars for a 30 minute consultation Mm. because they knew ahead of time they'd read up about me. They understood why they were paying me a hundred dollars. They didn't get that hundred dollars back on their service. I'm not saying I think everyone should run their business this way. I'm just saying when you communicate clearly, thoroughly, and really connect with the right people who you want in, they come in no problem. The only pushback I got for my hundred dollar 30 minute consultations was, you guessed it, from other hairstylists that it literally didn't affect. There you go. And it sucked and it hurt my feelings and I had cries about it. And it really, really, I was working alone by myself in my basement And it really, really made me turtle Hmm. and not get connected in the industry in the city that I'm in, which is hard. And so we need to stop shitting on other people that we feel are our competition and start collaborating and congratulating them for doing things differently, even if it makes us feel uncomfortable. There's no run one right way. I'm talking to you guys, but I'm actually talking to her a little bit too. Um, I have a good example of that. Yeah. A little bit. It's okay. not with pricing necessarily, but um, <clears throat> I, when I was assisting, I, I assisted um, colors that did things, you know, the book, book uh, based colors every half hour, like they worked with an assistant so they could just book the application time and fit in, you know, 10, 15, 20 clients in a day. And then I've also assisted like a hair cutter who his entire from when, experience from when you arrive to when you leave is like two and a half hours for just a haircut. 
and um, both of them had plenty of clients that were like super stoked to see them and they did things extremely differently and their structures were extremely different and they like the clients that liked how they did things found them like the client there's a client for everybody I fully believe that and I don't think like there's like you know a wrong way to do things necessarily it's like the clients that like you and your style and how you do things whether you're like a perfectionist that takes like seven hours for a full highlight there's clients that love that like I have clients like that that are like they don't care how long they're in the salon they just want it to be perfect and then there's other actually one of the guys I assisted told me that he's like you need to figure out what your client's currency is Mm. like do they value their time do they want to be in and out of the salon as quickly as possible or do they want to have that like really detailed somebody that's really listening like you were saying like and and because they've had that experience where they didn't feel like they were heard um and so remembering that that like I'm I like am hi I have ADHD I'm always running 10 15 20 30 minutes behind like just gonna be honest about that Mm -hmm. and there are clients that that drives them crazy and they probably don't see me anymore for that reason and there's clients that don't care at all because it's worth it to them because they like the work that I do and like I used to be, I still get sometimes super self-conscious about running behind, but like, yeah, that's, I've, I've gotten to the point now where, yeah, I'm like, no, my clients know me. They know that that's how I work and they, they don't care. It's not a thing that is a trigger for them or whatever. So, yeah. And Jay says we are mirrors for each other. Other people can be triggered by seeing how we show up in our business Mm -hmm. if they aren't ready to change their own narrative. That's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. And like, that's what I, now when, when people push back or when people tell me how I'm doing things wrong or different or not the right way, all I see is that I'm stepping out of their comfort zone. And when you prove someone else's excuses wrong, Mm -hmm. when they've been using this excuse to keep safe, secure, and I feel like maybe me and you did that a little bit in our conversation last night. Yeah. It's like, we're not going to get into it. (laughs) Um, But um, like when you prove other people's excuses not invalid but when you shine a light on like there's other possibilities it can be really uncomfortable and I remember I worked in a salon where I worked with a girl who was like well if I went out on my own I'd do it this way and she had all the answers for how she'd go out on her own but she would never actually go out on her own Mm. and then I went out on my own and I got shit on because of it and I think it's because she had the excuses and the reasons why not going out on her own was valid And then all of a sudden I did it. And then all of a sudden it makes you, when someone else does the thing that you keep saying you can't, you won't, you shouldn't, or you wouldn't be able to, and someone else does it despite all those things, you kind of hate them for it because all of a sudden they shine a light on like, oh, that excuse, although works, I don't, it might make me feel a little uncomfortable that like, I think I'm leaning on it as an excuse. Somebody just commented that it, it, um, or up above a little bit, but yeah, confronts their limiting beliefs. Yes, exactly. Janine. Oops turning the sound up. I like, like, um, screenshotting your guys' comments and looking at them later. (laughs) Um, love this topic. Pricing is so important. We hear a lot of charge your worth, but what if you don't value yourself? Mm, Exactly. Um, mindset and abundance works is critical. And I love, I don't know what your name is and I'm going to take a screenshot of that. And that's why the pricing calculator that I have broken down in rock your business is so important because Yes, you need to charge your worth. Yes, you need to know your value. Yes, yes, yes. But we need to have the concrete understanding of our business. And if you don't know what your business costs you per hour, Jessica, awesome. If you don't know what, like, okay, maybe I'm worth $500 for this service. But if that service costs you $450, 
dollars to do and it, you're taking five hours, then you're still paying yourself nothing. What's so the minimum wage? Yeah, and I went through <clears throat> my RYB calculator with a student. We went through it together, one-on-one. And what happened was she had this beautiful salon, beautiful, gorgeous, high-end. She was paying herself less than minimum wage. And she had no idea. And so I know it's scary to dive into that business stuff because we are creative people. And that business side of stuff like seems scary and elusive and unknown. And maybe it'll confirm that I shouldn't be a business owner if I actually dive into it. Put a one in the chat if that resounds. Because <laughs> still, same. <laughs> like, I still feel like I'm a total fraud as a business owner. Like, I shouldn't own a business. Who I'm Dawn. I'm, <clears throat> it like triggers me back to grade 11 when this family that I used to babysit for told me that they, I babysat for them every week. And then they hired my friend to babysit overnight because she was just more responsible than I was. And so this whole like fear of like not being able to be responsible goes back to that Mm -hmm. and realizing like, yeah, okay, one, yeah, like the fear of being an imposter in business. So you actually make sure it comes true because then if you can confirm that insecurity, then it's true. And then you can stay in the unworthy, not worth it. And then it keeps you safe in your current situation Mm -hmm. rather than growing as an individual and a business owner and getting uncomfortable. If you can prove that you suck, you're not worth it and you clearly aren't cut out for it, then you prove your fears right and you get to stay the same. The easy way out. Yep. Is that a hard one? That's a hard yeah. truth. But <laughs> if you start to learn to expand your capacity, grow, get uncomfortable with people like you and realize being a business owner isn't, isn't for certain people who have it all figured out, but those of you that are willing to take messy, immediate, imperfect action, then all of a sudden you'll start to see things happen. And I'm saying this to myself, too, FYI. Keep doing your best work, Dawn, and team. <clears throat> Thank Jessica. Fight the insecurities, lady. I love that. Oh, hey, Holly. Oh, my gosh. I'm so, I'm so glad that you're here. So with that, what is your next step? What is the next thing you are going to do? One, maybe it's get on the Rocker, Walker, Rocker Business waitlist. DawnBradley.com slash waitlist. Also, I feel like this filter is not filtering my face well this morning, and I've got these huge... I'm feeling insecure about my skin Stop. and my appearance. And I'm just going to name it because I know I'm beautiful. <laughs> you are. But I'm not loving what I'm seeing this morning and it's yeah. hard. And I'm trying to... Also, I have like I'm one eyelash. <laughs> <laughs> that one that's left. The one that's left. Yeah. They came off last night on the couch. Finding someone to replace me for maternity leave. Help. Ooh. Oh, do you have to find someone to replace you? How does that work? Or like, are you looking for somebody to recommend maybe for, for them to see while you're gone? Mm-hmm. Thank you, Cheyenne. So quick little, I was going to say newsflash. One, Rock Your Business. I'm currently in an enrollment. We're working through it. It's amazing. I love it. If you guys want to make better money, become more confident and secure in who you are so you can grow your business, your wealth, and your, I don't know, I was trying to make that sound smooth, but I didn't have another word, your your life, business, and bank account. Um, (laughs) Go get on the wait list. It's going to open up again March 17th and you will not regret joining. It has changed so many businesses and lives of independent service providers and I want you to be the next person that it does. Mm-hmm. Also, I'm going to be having another in-home retreat soon and I have I set a date and then Ashley so kindly told me <laughs> that it was a long weekend in the United States. So, um, Steph Silvis, I love that you're here. Hello, good morning. Um... I was thinking about having my next retreat at the end of May, which was after the Canadian long weekend, 
but supposedly it's Memorial Day long weekend. And so I'm curious, can you guys help me right now quick? Would a retreat on a long, on Memorial Day long weekend be worth it? Put a one? You don't, I'm not saying you have to come to it. Or do you think it's better to have a retreat not on a long weekend? So on the long weekend, yes, one. Or a two, if not a long weekend. Because I just want to like pull you guys. Um, because maybe I'll put it in June. I kind of... That's my birthday weekend. Oh my gosh, Danielle. My birthday weekend's the weekend before. So we're all, are you, oh, no, you're a Gemini. I'm a Taurus. Not on a long weekend, Kelly. Okay, that's what I was kind of thinking. Okay, yeah. not on a loop. Okay. I was like, maybe it would work because you have the time off, but we're hairstylists, so we kind of don't work. Anymore. Yeah. So okay, so likely the, if you are interested, yeah. if you are interested at all in ever coming to a future retreat, can you just put a three in the chat? Doesn't mean you're obligated or um, or I have an expectation of you, but I just want to start getting a feel for who's interested. I had three in-home retreats. If you were at a retreat last year, um, go ahead and say that you were at a retreat um, in, um, I don't know, say it somehow in the comments. <laughs> um, wow. She's real. In your own words. In your own words, in your own way. Um, because I'll start reaching out to you guys. They're in my home. They're very intimate. Uh, I'm planning to come. Ashley's going to come. Yeah. Um, Kelly's like, I want to help you. Oh, I love it. Oh, I just, I'm taking screenshots so I can reach out. The retreat was so much fun. And here's the thing. The way my retreats are different is one, we get to be PJ party vibes, which yeah. is like basically our whole day yesterday. This is my first time live on the internet and I'm not wearing a bra or makeup. <laughs> guys, this is... Um, if you connect with me <laughs> and how I look and the retreats are going to be more personal development and wellness of really going into, yes, go get your passport now. She got her passport like four days ago. Yeah. I was, it was expired, so I had to go in person. Yeah, and what I'm really doing differently this year in my retreats is last year I tried to bring, like, tactical, practical business stuff into it, and realizing after doing the three retreats is, like, that stuff is great, but what we need to do is go into the core of who we are. So these are rock star retreats helping you boldly step out of your comfort zone. Courageously step out of your comfort zone, I think, is my tagline. Someone asked if they can teach yoga. Uh, can I teach yoga? Janine, DM me. Let's talk. Uh, because it really is going to be more of a wellness, holistic, like it's going to help your business. It's going to help your life. It's going to help your relationships. And so I really want you guys to start considering coming and it's going to be likely May or June that we're going to have the next one. And it's going to be freaking rad. And like I said, it's in my living room. It's at my house. It's like fun PJ party sleepover vibes. You don't sleep here. You sleep somewhere else because I don't have enough room to sleep everyone. <laughs> um, and we're, it's, you make lifelong friendships that, I mean, I never dreamed it would become what it did last year. And I'm really, really excited to be announcing my next one. So once again, if you're interested in coming to, if you haven't put a three in the chat already, um, for saying you're interested and maybe you're just joining on live, if you're interested in coming to my retreat, just put a three in the comments and that way I can get connected with you and we can start chatting about getting you signed up because I don't just, you can't just sign up because it's at my house. And so I don't have my address. Although fun fact, let's, <laughs> let's share a funny story. <laughs> so Ashley and I have been working one-on-one -on -one together for a couple months now. Yeah. And, um, and we talk through an app and she, when she was like, I need to get your address because she's coming for her deep dive one-on-one -on -one day. And she's like, FYI, like, you know, that like your location is on the app. And I was like, Oh, I didn't. So she's like, if I was worried that your address wasn't legit, I know it was legit. And I was like, didn't know I was broadcasting my home address on the internet. Yeah. It was great. Okay. Well, this was, I mean, this was really fun today, guys. Thank you so much for coming here. I hope it helped you understand that like, yes, charge your worth. 
Yes, you're absolutely worth your price, but if you don't feel confident about your price and understanding where it comes from and how, and if you don't know how much you're taking home, that big number, I used to feel like I was taking that money out of my client's hand and putting it into my pocket. Mm. Even though I knew I had to pay my, my bills and I always call it the charging triangle where your client pays money to your business, your business pays its bills, and if there's anything left over, you get it, mm-hmm. right? And the reality is, is lots of times we think it's client paying us and us putting it in our pocket. And even though we know better, we fear the client doesn't know better. Right. Clients don't. And it's weird how people can think big corporate and they think like, oh, the money goes all the places. But when they think you, they think you pocket it all. And I always say like, as a self-employed, solopreneur, whatever, you still have to think about the fact that you're running. So if you viewed your business as a big corporation, you're running, you're the front desk, you're the customer service, you're the HR, you're the stock person, you're the CEO, you're the accountant, unless you're hiring those things out. But that has to, you have to get paid for all those roles. Mm-hmm. And so you're not just, so when people are like, oh, my boss takes like 50% of my commission because you literally only have to do your job. But when you go self-employed, all of a sudden you're starting to wear other hats and you need to recognize that you're not taking all that money now. You're having to pay yourself for all the different roles. Yep. And it's, it's a lot more it's and, a it, lot. and it's doable. It's worth it. Totally. But you have to get your, you, you got to put your business owner hat on and it doesn't have to be scary and you're not a fraud and you're able to be a successful business owner. I, I, I tell you this because I've been a business owner for 14 years. And when I started, I was like, what if this all falls out from underneath me? And I have been self-employed for 14 years. And I still think, what if this all falls out from underneath me? I grew up self-employed. My whole entire family, extended family, like my, my parents, everyone in my family self-employed. I started like having writing business plans when I was 13. Like I very much I've never in, written a business plan. <laughs> I'm very much in a self-employment. Like I'm very comfortable with it, but it's still same thing. Even right now, I'm like, yeah. it's been slow this month for me. And I'm like, <gasps> it happens every time. Right. And yeah. the one thing I do want to say, cause when I moved, so I packed up my entire business, sold my house, like walked away. I was 31 years old. I walked away from everything that was bringing me security to start over new in a city where I knew no one and I had no plan and I had $30,000 of savings that I did not want to touch, but it was a little bit of security. And I started here and I was like, okay, I wanted to save that $30,000 to be able to buy a house. So I was like, I'm not going to let myself, like I didn't allow myself to consider even touching it. Mm-hmm. And I thought maybe I should go get a job in a salon because security. Mm-hmm. And I use quotation marks because mm-hmm. I was like, okay, how much more is that going to bring me security? Does it actually bring me more security? Like, honestly, my perspective is a little bit different than most. As a lot of people view jobs by businesses as more secure than being self-employed. But I really think being self-employed is way more secure than getting a job because you can get fired, let go, or laid off mm-hmm. at any point. But when you're self-employed, you can adapt and evolve to what's needed. Yeah. Um, but you have to be willing to do the work. Yeah. And so I've adapted and evolved my career multiple times over the last 14 years and my job has looked very different over the last 14 years whereas like I never I'm just not a good employee I know that I really suck I have no drive or ambition when it comes to working for someone else I'm so much more motivated for myself and so I remember thinking well the logical practical thing to do would be to go get a job because then they can provide a clientele for me, which I don't believe salons should be provide. They that's not their job. They provide the space and the tools. You do the work in getting the people in. 
And so for me, it was like, I don't want to go work there, but it seems more secure. And I was like, should I get a part-time job? So I have something to lean back on. And I remember having the conversation with my partner at the time. And he said, do you think that if you have a fallback, you won't fully commit to what you want to do? And that was like an aha moment for Mm -hmm. me. It's like, yeah, if you always have your fallback, if you always have one foot out the door, whether it be in your life, business or relationships, you'll never fully commit to the one thing. And taking that risk is fucking scary. Because you're diving in, you're putting, it feels like you're putting all your eggs in one basket. But the reality is, is that if shit doesn't turn out the way you want it to, you could always pivot and change. But a lot of people go into self-employment or into risk with entitlement of thinking if it doesn't work out, it's like ego and embarrassment and Mm -hmm. they won't shift gears. And then that's when people get into really tough places. I'm getting a notification. Oh, um, says I'm spending against something. Um, But really being like, if you guys are going to commit to being a good business owner, if you're going to be in this for the long haul, one, you got to stop emotionally discounting. You got to stop not charging your prices or understanding your business right. And it doesn't need to be scary. And that's why Rock Your Business is there because it's for the ADHD, the... um, the anxious entrepreneur that wants to do their creative work most and have the business side run pretty smoothly with little, little, the littlest amount of work possible. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because I didn't get into business to be a business owner. I didn't get into business to be like, I'm going to sit at my computer and do this. And as much as I think I look smart when I sit at my computer and do this, (laughs) I am not cut out to be at a desk nine to five. I'm not cut out to be in front of a computer all day long. And that I feel guilty for enjoying my work and loving what I do and having fun. But I don't think we should. And it should be easy. Thoughts? Yeah. Yes. 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 Amen. Preach. We both were brought up in the church, so it comes very naturally to us. I have to uphold all my policies the most so my team can see me do the uncomfy thing and still thrive. Yeah. So really it comes down to good policies, good pricing, understanding where they both come from. And the courage and confidence to follow through. Mm. It's really that simple. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you guys so much. Did I miss anything? Is there any lingering comments? Any questions? If your question is, what's that thing on the side of your mouth? It's, um, it's, <laughs> it's not, not a, a cold it's sore. It's not a cold sore. <laughs> it's not growing. It's like a crack. And you just had super dry weather here. I bet it's from that though. Yeah. It's gross. It was like, what What was... It's it was, like I cut it with a knife. That's what it feels like. Yeah. I Googled it. It has some weird name. Never heard of it. I'm supposed to put Vaseline on it. Can't see it. Perfect. Well, do you guys want to see it now? <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I just like to instead of... You know like how it. like most people won't draw attention to yes. things they're self-conscious about? I'm like, let's just talk about the thing the that like way. I feel like I keep staring at. Yeah. Um, you guys want to talk about the hole in my haircut? Oh, yeah. Should we cut our hair today? Yeah. Should I cut it or should I put extensions in? I'm turning 40, so I need to look hot. <laughs> so at, yeah, I'm turning 40. I feel like I'm more attractive now than I've ever been. Maybe not in this current I moment. Way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, like, I feel the same way. But, but I do think 40, it's called your no fuck 40s for a reason. That's what oh, I'm calling it. And honestly, I have way less fucks to give. Thanks, Trish. That's um, what every woman in my life has said is cut it. Yeah, I think right. cut it. Do the mom bob. <laughs> Nice. The 40, I used to call the 40 year old Bob and I was like, oh shit, do I have the 40 year old Bob? <laughs> um, yeah, I love my forties. Forties are the, you, honestly, I remember when my mom turned 40 and I thought she was so old. Um, like forties are the best. Thirties were, thirties were tough. They were full, but they were good. 
they're full of a lot of growth and expansion. Yeah, same. So if you're going through a hard time right now, if you're in the middle of what do I do? What do I decide? What's the right thing to do? No, there's no such thing as a wrong decision, but indecision is a decision. And I know what it's like to, to be in paralysis of not knowing what to do or what do I want or what should I do. And there's no, no such thing as shoulds. And there's multiple outcomes to every decision. There's no wrong outcome. But my biggest motivator is I never want to look back on life and go, I wish I would have. I wish I would have tried. I never want to regret. And that's been the biggest thing that's helped me get out of scenarios, situations, relationships, business things that like weren't that, right. I feel like that's everything we were talking about yesterday for me. It's mm. like the, that, like, what am I going to, how am I going to feel in 10 years if I don't do this or if I don't, or I do do, you know? Yeah. And so I really think like you have to be willing to put the work in behind what your decisions are, but I never want to look back and go, oh, I wish I would have. And I don't want to have, I don't really have a lot of regret in life, thankfully. Um, do I have any regret? Nothing that, nothing that jumps out at me immediately. Um, I have sadness, but I don't have regret. Well, I think all the things that I would maybe have regret about are also things that taught me like the most important things in life. So it's mm -hmm. hard to like, it's hard to like, yeah, I always hold that kind of intention where it's like, in, in, not intention, but like tension <laughs> where it's like okay yeah it's it was really hard and maybe I wouldn't want to go through it again but at the same time like I wouldn't trade it for the world because it made me who I am and taught me what I needed to learn all the things that like where shame wants to try to come at me where like shame hides in the shadows so shame tells you like don't share that don't talk about like don't talk about the weird thing on your lip <laughs> like don't talk about the fact that you're divorced don't talk about you know like all these things but like honestly shame hides in the shadows and shame can't hide when you talk about things openly and i'm not saying we need to go air all our dirty laundry but what i'm saying is all the things in my life where i could be ashamed of having been through gone through made decisions for have brought me to who i am today and i am so glad of the person i've become the things I've learned, how I've grown, expanded, because the person I used to be, she was learning, she was growing, she was insecure. And now the person I am today and am continuing to become, I'm really, really proud of. And so I'm thankful for every shitstorm, roadblock, yeah. speed bump that I've been through. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for these conversations. Even 36 years behind the chair and 30 years self-employed, I love the reminders and the new ways of looking at things. I love that, Angie. That's well, awesome. thank you guys so much for coming live. Can we give props to Ashley for oh. coming live today? Put it just... Put something in the chat. <laughs> An emoji for Ashley. I'm like sweating oh, nice. buckets right it's now. Really hot. I think it's like all the lights in here. I think so too. Um, it's a hot, hot topic this morning. It's really hot. Um, maybe we're both just feeding off of each other's anxiety That's right now. Coffee. Um, oh, look at you're getting woo. Oh, you thanks, go, Ash. Guys. I love it. Um, thanks, Ashley. Um, and any of you guys that are interested in coming for a one-on-one -on -one deep dive, shoot me a DM. And those of you guys it's that... It's worth it. It's... Oh, she's not even on day two yet. <laughs> Especially if you have... I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's... I don't know if this is all ADHD folks or if it's just me, but I feel like... And this is why we did it, but like an hour call when you're like trying to make the most of it and then you're like, you feel... Especially because we want to go down all these rabbit trails of backstory and like get into the nitty-gritty. But like, yeah, coming and doing it in person. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's fun. It's super fun. All right. And those of you guys that mentioned being interested in the retreat, I will either DM me or I will DM you in the next little bit. Thank you guys so much for being on Business Breakfast in Bedhead. I'll be here same time, same place tomorrow. I have a really, really good, con good conversation we're going to have about boundaries tomorrow.
tomorrow. So we'll see you then. Bye guys. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast and for tuning into Business Breakfast and Bedhead. Like I said, I would love for you to join me live on these over on Instagram. So once again, just look up Don Bradley and let's connect. Shoot me a DM, send me a screenshot, tag me in your stories of listening to this or what you took away from this. Those comments, that feedback really makes my day and helps me know that these things are landing and that you want to hear more. I do these lives and I do this podcast for you to help you and your feedback means the world to me. And if you enjoyed this episode, help me spread the love, share it with a friend, a coworker, family member, or leave a review and make sure you subscribe so that you don't miss out on any future episodes. Thanks so much for being here and we'll see you next time. Until then, friend, stay weird.